Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Well, this week is a special kind of episode because Emily's in Puerto Rico. Whoop, whoop. So we can't talk about. We're speaking in the future yes, or something. This is coming to you from the future. <laughs> so we can't talk about all the news that I'm sure is happening. I'm sure Rebecca has been announced. Yep. Yep. I'm sure um, Patty Lapone is going to be in a seventh show. <laughs> and they're going to revive. Aren't we all so excited about the revival of Your Arms Are Too Short to Box Your Dad? <laughs> oh, man. So much stuff happened so in this second week of February. <laughs> But so what we're going to do instead, since we don't really have news to talk about, is a lot of you sent us a lot of Dreamcasts and questions and things, which is very, very exciting. Our favorite thing, Dreamcasting. So um, we have this, we got this email from PJ and PJ didn't send full like show Dreamcast, but Dream Rolls essentially. So here is here are some of them. Megan Hilty or Stephanie J. Block as Elizabeth and if then. Oh, okay. Intra wait, okay. I think they're Megan very Hil- they're very different. different. So I think they would be both very interesting takes on yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like I mean, I would like to see either of them. Yeah. What if one of them plays Beth and one of them plays Liz? <gasps> That would be weird. They look so different from each other. <laughs> yeah, it would make sense. But what inter- what different casting? Yeah, um, that's so interesting because I feel like Stephanie gets put in the, you know, the alphabet wheelhouse. Mm. And um, so that's like expected. And Megan's and the, a, in the Glinda, Glinda wheelhouse. wheelhouse. But, but yeah, I honestly find it, I feel like, Megan is more of like an easy fit for that role because mm. uh, I don't know. Stephanie has does have a lot of range because she plays like Grace O'Malley, where she's like giving birth and playing fighting, fighting with swords and stuff. But then with the because queen. of my own personal experience of yeah. seeing her, the shows that I've seen her immediately when I think of Stephanie in a more like modern setting, I immediately go to Nine to Five, where she played Judy, who was very like timid, right. Um, well, but that's done, kind like, of the modern... interesting part about this character. And what I sort of am almost like, mm. I feel like anyone could play Elizabeth. Oh, totally. I want LaShawns to play Elizabeth. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no real boundaries with the character because it is like all the different directions. Right. Yeah. Has Stephanie played like the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that Stephanie's played like like today times was um little miss sunshine little miss sunshine um that's probably true cuz also how many musicals are set in today times not them yeah i mean more well now, but it's like guess, like but... there's certain actresses like if you think about like like rachel york is a human being that exists in now right <laughs> but like on stage right. she's literally never been in like a show that takes place in modern times she's always in period pieces mm. because like there's something about Rachel York that is very like yeah. I don't know. She yeah. has like an air about her that yeah. is 
What I thought was interesting along those same lines, and you didn't see found, but Molly Pope was in found. Uh, and Molly Pope has a very right. old timey sound. Yeah. She didn't really, if you don't know Molly Pope, first of all, stop yourself. listening and right was- now. Pause, <laughs> click pause, go to the YouTube, Molly Pope. Yeah, and that was me too. Emily educated mm. me in the church of Molly Pope. Um, and because it was an ensemble piece, she didn't have too much like solo work. Um, so she didn't, I don't want to say stick out, right. but like when I thought of her being in that show, I was like, this will be interesting. I wonder how much um, of that, if you were someone great. that was completely unfamiliar with Molly Pope going in and you don't know what her like personal style aesthetic is mm-hmm. or haven't heard her like blow the shit out of a bunch of songs. Whether or not you would have that same experience as to being like, she's a little old timey. Yeah. I don't think Because you to would. me, Molly Pope is like well, 1945. Right. I don't think you would. And that's, you might, I don't know, it's a lot of old people because it's a subscription service. So maybe they were like, there's something about that redhead, <laughs> but I can't quite put my finger on it because it was a modern setting. So. Right. Uh, she didn't play any jazz singer or anything. <laughs> but, you know, she had her moments. Yeah. I don't know. Megan Hilty, too, I guess, a little bit. Like, has she, because she sort of has that <laughs> blonde bombshell. Oh. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, but then, mm. actually, she was on one of my favorite throwback sit- sitcoms set in modern day times, Melissa and Joey. She Megan played, was on that? She played Joey Lawrence's ex-wife, <laughs> Tiffy Pop. Her name's <laughs> Tiffany. Oh man, um, that's weird. But which, so I guess I could see her, and she was like, "Oh, what was that show she was on?" Sean Hayes show. Yeah, that Sean Hayes show. So I guess Forget. I can see her as a as a modern times lady. Oh yeah, Megan Hilty. Megan Hilty like does does say modern times to me. Mm. But she so easily can. But we be, also have Smash from her. That's true. The next Dreamcast. Okay. Oh oh, this I, your face is telling me to be very excited. Yes. Okay, I'm ready. Kate Baldwin. Okay. Love her. Already on board as Francesca in the Bridges of Madison County. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. Uh, 100% immediately. Can Graham play? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I forgot the character's name. I don't know. X Laura Benanti. Oh. <laughs> Steven Pasquale. Steven, I don't know. his character's Pasquale. name? Oh, my God. I don't know. Wait. Pasquale. Wait, what? You don't say the E. Stephen Pasquale. Pas- Pasquale. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. I good, said Pasquale because yeah, I got scared that brain, I was pronouncing it wrong. I said it. Um, well, wait, what is that whatever. character's name? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Loner Dude. Dave. <laughs> oh, my God. What's wrong with us? Kevin. <laughs> I mean, what do you call a man like that? <laughs> I don't know. How do you even try? I think that's the lyric. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, yes, approved. Yeah, Holy right? shit. So great. Kate Baldwin, Graham, do it at, do it, do it up in Pittsfield or whatever. Yeah. We'll go see it this summer. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the rights have been released to that, right? Probably. Do it. Oh, yeah. my God. Immediately. hmm Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. We're on board with that. Next one is a list of people for Diana in Next to Normal. Ooh, oh, I'm sure I'll approve all of them. Carolee Carmelo. Absolutely. Immediately. Stephanie J. Block. Definitely. Jen Colella. Yes. Right? Yes. I would see all three of those in Next to Normal, yes. not my favorite. I love Next to Normal, and I want every single actress between the ages of 35 and 60 to play Diana. I would be very interested to hear Carolee Carmelo sing that score. Oh, God. Yes. 
Why you see what you're like no, interest? I, I, I think was she trying would... to think if I could do a Carly Carmelo. Oh my god! Please, please, please! Singing, you can do it. I don't know no, if I can. That, listen, just play around with it. We can. We can. All right. Um, I don't remember how I miss the mountains go, which is probably the do most Carly Carmelo. So I don't even really know that song because I don't listen to Next to Normal because I don't like Next to Normal. What's the one that I sing? It's the the crazy one. All I have is, hold do, on, let me get Alistair Lee okay, out of my okay, head. Okay. Do you wake up in the morning and need help to lift your head? See, because they both have like crazy uh, vibrato. So uh. it would be more, it's just like a fuller voice. So it would be like, do you wake up in, no, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, that's too operatic. Mm. I don't know. I can't do it. Do you have a Carolee in your I wheelhouse? Don't. I think I have to like work on it. Yeah, work on your Carolee yeah. and then God you damn it. If anyone can do a great Carolee Carmelo impression, um, and you want to send us like an audio clip of yourself doing a Carolee do Carmelo it. impression singing next to normal, yeah. please do. Yeah. Because now I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> or if it. anyone is close enough to Carolee to request <laughs> that she do does it. that, please. <laughs> don't feel like I'm quite good friends enough with her yeah. that I can just yeah. do that. You said quite good friends enough, which means you're a little bit friends with Carolee Carmelo. I don't think I am a little <laughs> bit friends with Carolee Carmelo. That's that's acquaintances. I don't know, man. We need more words you to gotta describe. You got to have a DTR. These. What? You got to find the relationship. Carolee, oh. we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, "Who are you again?" <laughs> Patty and Emily? Yeah. Which one are you? Emily. <laughs> She'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Jen Colella. I want to see Jen Colella in more things. I want to see Jen Colella in all the things. Yeah. Jen Colella, yeah, like that's the thing about next to normal is like Jen Colella is like, oh, absolutely yes. And like, yeah. obviously, I'll say yes to anything you want to dream cast Carolee in because I want to th- see her play everything. Um, but oh gosh, I would love to hear her voice in that in that more like rock score. Yeah, well, high fidelity. She can do rock. What? Wasn't oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about Carolee. Oh. Did I, I say Colella? I thought you Colella? went back to Jen Colella. I was no, I'm sorry. I was saying that Jen Colella, yes. Oh, I see. Jen Colella is more of well, an that's expected dreamcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carolee is more of an unexpected dreamcast for that part. Yeah. That's why that's the first thing I went to where right. I would be so interested to hear her sing that score. Right. Yeah. Approve. Yes. Literally, you could, I mean, I can't, there's like probably, I can't imagine an actress I would say no to for next to normal. LaShawns. LaShawns. Um, oh my God, Sharon A. Scott. Oh yeah. Right? She yeah. Would, she would, I mean, I know she, didn't she do one of the early workshops? I when don't it was know. Like, I think, I think she did one of the very first workshops when it was feeling electric, but I don't know mm, if that's true Feeling or not. electric. That's right. Working titles. Anyway. Um, okay. To, to Judy in nine to five options. Okay. Here. Jackie Burns. All right. I haven't seen Jackie Burns in anything. I, I know she was an Alphaba. Yeah. I know she's Elizabeth Stanley. Anyone who's played Alphaba, I'll approve as a Judy. <laughs> Just like grandfathered in. Yep. Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an Alphaba, you're a legacy. Yeah. A Judy legacy. Yeah. I like that. Or Benanti. Nancy as Judy, definitely. That Ooh, would be yes. and a little against type for yes, me. Yes, I would love to see that. Oh my god, I would love to hear usually her. Usually, plays it. Oh god, oh my god, that would yeah. be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they. Would you have to like? I don't know how music shit works. Would you have to like rearrange it because she isn't a belter? Maybe, hmm. or she can mix it. I mean, it depends. If you got a good mix, you know, it goes a long way. Hmm. 
Music words. Yep. <laughs> this we've discussed. Jesse Mueller as Fanny Bryce. Oh, uh, that, I mean, that's essential. Yeah. That's essential. That has to happen. That has to happen soon, too. God, get get on it. it. If you guys didn't see, Mm. I was tapping my imaginary watch, (laughs) which you didn't see because it's a podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Um, Radio on your computer. You need that. Yeah. Or your phone. Ooh. The technology. The future. Imagine if we had podcasts to listen to. Wait, you know what's really funny? This is like completely off topic. Today there was new. There's like new smart TVs that are coming out mm-hmm. that have in the like fine print that the smart TV may or may not be like recording conversations <gasps> that happen near the TV. And somebody tweeted like that fine print highlighted with like a, a paragraph from 1984, oh. and they were like, ah! <laughs> freaky. Yeah. Well, I assume my iPhone records everything I say. So all all the time I just am like, I'm kidding, NSA, (laughs) jokes, (laughs) jokes. Yikes. I mean, I don't, I mean, those NSA people must be really bored with me because all I do is. Well, exactly. Talk about musical theater. Maybe, maybe somebody has been listening to your conversations Mm. and is like, I'm going to look up this Carolyn Carmella. (gasps) Oh my God. I inspire so many people to the church. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. Or we're on some kind of watch list because we've started a cult. <laughs> oh, definitely. I definitely have an <laughs> FBI file because somebody thinks that I am oh, like well, the, the DMC that, church yeah, is yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like watching out, making sure I'm not like a threat to Carolee Carmelo's yep. safety. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Don't touch the ladies. <laughs> Don't touch the ladies. That's a good callback. Yeah. Alice Ripley. Okay. You know, I'm... All right. But I am on board for this one as Mama Rose. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, my God. Right? That would be fascinating. Yes, I oh, know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want that to be real. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Annual Gypsy Revival. Annual Gypsy What's Revival. What's that joke from? I was trying to remember. Forbidden Broadway. That's right. I was like, they're like, we say that, but I was like, that's oh, not, it's our, not joke. our joke. It was from Forbidden Broadway. Yeah. We stole it from, from them. the annual Gypsy Revival. Mm. That's right. Um, what? Godra. Okay. Godra McDonald as the witch. Definitely. Yeah, right? Approve. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. That would be wonderful. That would be fantastic. <sighs> God damn it. The thing about dream casting, it makes you, it makes you so angry yeah. that these things don't exist. Yeah. Anna Kendrick. Who needs to come back to Broadway yeah. as Carol King in Beautiful? Definitely, that, that would will be great. Never happen. It but will like, never happen if they made like it into a movie. It. Maybe. Oh yeah, Anna Kendrick is the queen of yeah. the movie musical. Yeah. Although I don't know if she'd want to step back from that. You know, she has an Oscar nomination, so she's serious after us. Oh. Serious. <laughs> another another Stephanie J. Block uh, Dreamcast in parentheses. Sorry, I love Stephanie. Oh no, don't we all? Necessary. I love Stephanie too. Certainly in this group. Yes. No apologies necessary. Or Jen Colella, Stephanie or Jen Colella as Donna in Mamma Mia. Oh, I mean, I would see that. Stephanie J. Block would get me to see Mamma Mia, Mia again. Yeah. Oh, I mean, either of them would get me to go back again. I love Jen Colella. I don't know why. I feel like, not that she couldn't play it, but I feel like Stephanie would just be fun to see. Right. No, I I agree. And I understand what you're saying. Um, And the reason why, I mean, I I love Jen Colella. And also I saw Beth Lovell as Mm. Donna, which was like 
very kind of against type. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm like on board for anybody. That makes sense. Okay. Because think yeah, about like brassy is, yeah. Beth Lovell playing. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. Yeah. Beth Lovell is the dream. <laughs> I love her. Um, And then they dream cast me as Patrick's mother. Yes. Damn you, Harvey Firestein. <laughs> this whole time I blamed Alan Menken and it was all your fault. <laughs> Ugh. No one was going to be confused by her. It's an I environment know. song. Here is another one. This one's more for you because I don't really know chess. <gasps> chess. If someone has Dreamcast. I chess. love I chess. I do vaguely and I look through this and I'm, I'm on board. Which version um, of chess? Do they specify which version of chess? Um, no, just says I put together for you. This is David from St. Paul, Minnesota. Huge fan. Aww. We're a fan of you, Dave. Thanks, David. David. He has put together a Dreamcast for chess and says, I hope you're really familiar with it. I am. Emily is. I am not. I know the standard songs that everybody knows from chess. Mm. And Emily has explained the story to me. I have but a copy I, of the... Um, the libretto? The, yeah, I have a copy of it that is, I believe, the Broadway version. Mm. I just feel like I need to see it to fully comprehend it. Yeah. Reading the script definitely helped. Well, I can imagine. But like the 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 UK version, the Broadway version, and the US tour are all like it's all like different. they put they like yeah. put the story in like a blender. What it like what's licensed? Are all three versions licensed? I don't know. Cause people do it all the time. I don't know which one's licensed. Hmm. I'm not sure. My friend Lisa did it. Maybe I could ask her which version they did. Oh. Or you probably, oh, I don't know if it would say on MTI's website. Mm. Or even if MTI is the one that has it. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Lay so, it on me. I love chess. As Florence, Laura Osnes. Oh, okay. And he says oh. it's a darker role with some edge. Yeah. So not the usual Oh, I would like to see her in that. That is, I wouldn't, I would probably have never come up with that on my own. Um, but that's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Which one's that? Florence is the Judy Kuhn part. Oh, Judy Kuhn. She's like. She is Freddie's um, like coach. She's like mm-hmm. a chess chess savant, uh, also, uh, uh. but she doesn't compete. She's just like his coach. Um, and then, so like, I mean, this is all like vague information that is essentially true for all mm-hmm. of the different versions. Um, that then she meets Anatoly and sort of starts to fall for him, and then Anatoly uh, defects from Mother Russia. And then she like leaves Freddie and is like coaching Anatoly for it's mm-hmm. but like yeah it's so okay. complicated. Which songs does she sing? Nobody's um, Side. Yeah, she sings Nobody's Side. Someone else's story. Yeah, those are like okay. her, her big songs. Okay, great. X. That's I. I would like to see that. Mm. That would be a good a good role for Laura. Get her out of that ingenue box. Yeah. Um, Anatoly. Eddie Redmayne. Oh. Hmm. I'm like, yes, but also <laughs> like he, in my mind, he's like a little too like young mm. maybe and also like a little too cute. Like he's too like cute and boyish mm. and Anatoly okay. is a little, I don't know. I just imagine Anatoly is like super Russian. <laughs> like he need, in my mind, Anatoly like has to have a beard. 
Oh, something. I don't know. I think Eddie Redmayne would have a, like a red I beard. guess I would. I mean, if you say the Eddie t- Redmayne to me, I would put him, I would make him a Freddy. Well, he has cast Jared Spector as Freddy. Would you swap those two? Hmm. Were they both I think Freddies they're both. I think they're both Freddies mm. to me. But I would, if I, if I was like, you have to have both of these people, which one do you put in which part? Then I would switch, switch them. Mm. Only because Jared has that like dewy curly hair, mm. and that says Russia to me too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm racist against Russian people. They all have beards and fur <laughs> coats or something. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> As Svetlana, he's cast Jesse Mueller. I want to see Jesse Mueller's Florence. Mm. I mean, she I'm she'd be a wonderful Svetlana, but I also think that I feel like it's kind of in. I mean, it's not actually important that Svetlana and uh, uh, Florence like look very different. Mm. But those ladies are both like cute brunettes. I mean, obviously they're that's very true. Different they're types. I was like they're very different types. He said she and Laura singing. I know him so well together would be the most perfect musical theater moment. It would be pretty fucking great. With an exclamation point. I would see that in a concert. Also, like Jesse Mueller is like Svetlana's like a small part. Ah. Okay. Um, Malakov, Mark Kudish. Oh. <laughs> Your eyes lit up. Yeah. I'm like trying to remember it because I think that's the character that's like a spy, but he's not in all the versions or like some of the versions, he's just a bodyguard, but mm. in other versions, they're like, he's a double agent. It's very, chess is really confusing. Yeah. And like, I've read the script and don't even <laughs> like, and I've listened to yeah. multiple versions of it and I'm still like, what's it about? And who are the characters and what do they do? Um, but if he, yeah, go. Sure. I love Mark. Obviously. What's he doing? Not besides not doing his I feel like I show. saw him somewhere oh, recently. Well, we saw him in that reading. Um the river. Oh. What was it called? Don't remember. Some it was a poker reference. It was like waiting for the river or something. Because you wait for the Chase card. the river. Chase yeah, you don't chase the river. That's right. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I like we saw him I, in that. I love him. I I'm more Mark Kudich. Yeah. Um Walter Norm Lewis. Totally don't even remember what character that is. <laughs> Hold up. Let me look at my script. Okay. Yes, I approve that. Okay. This, my copy of this this script, which is... See, this is what's confusing about the script that okay. I have. The copy of the script that I have has, like, you know, the the front of the script where they're like, the original production. Yeah. So it has the information for the London production and the Broadway production. Mm. So I have no clue what version of the script this is that okay. I read. <laughs> um... But yeah, okay, so Malakov is also like one of Freddy's, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Anatoly's like coach, like in okay. the way that Florence is Freddy's. Ah, okay. And he is, yeah, because he's like also, sometimes he, I think he's an eight, sometimes he's a spy, sometimes he's not a spy, but Walter is all, is like, um, I think he's like Freddy's like agent. Oh, Okay. And he is also sometimes a spy. I don't know. I think sometimes everybody <laughs> might be a spy, depending on which yeah. version of chess it is. Okay, continue. Uh, just one more. Yeah. Uh, Raul Esparza. As the arbiter. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, he's the, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. He's done it before at a concert. Oh, yeah? Like, I feel like he's done it in a concert mm. before. But definitely. Also because, like, the arbiter isn't always a character in the show. Mm. Sometimes he's not in the show at all. Is it like the... He's like or something? No. Oh my god, I just thought of something. Wait. 
he's not the narrator. He's like the, I don't know. He like emcees the chess match. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, I got that, but then I wasn't sure just because the arbiter, that's like. Uh, what were you going to say? Um. Well, in calling Raul Esparza the narrator, I really was just like, I need him be to narrator. be the narrator in Joseph? No Blood Brothers. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God. Blood Brothers. I Revive know. Blood Brothers. Such like a good, weird, sinister, yeah. but like omniscient narrator. Uh, yeah. Eddie. All right. God, I fucking love Blood Brothers. I know. It's so good. Okay, so those were David's uh, chess dreamcast. David. David said, hope this cast meets your approval, which is silly because it's streamcasting. It only has to meet mm-hmm. your own mm-hmm. approval. Mm-hmm. But uh, good job. Mm-hmm. Emily, uh, the chess expert in this situation, approves. Uh, our next longtime listener, first time dreamcaster, <gasps> Nick, uh, has sent us a bunch of dreamcasts. Ooh. So we have the Lipa version of the Wild Party, which I have to pull up because I never remember. I haven't seen it, so I never remember which character sings which song. Right. But the Lipa one is the one I'm the most familiar with. Yeah. Um, so let me just make sure I know so I can be like, yes, I want to hear that person sing I that feel song. like I'm like the same amount familiar with both versions, but they are, I don't know which one's which. <laughs> like I could like probably name like five songs, but I don't know which one goes into which version. Interesting. Interesting. I bet most of the ones you know are from the Lipa version. Probably. Name some for me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Julia Murney Skrelting Things. That is the Lipa version. Great. Dina Menzel scrapping things. That is the lip version. version. <laughs> Great. Okay, those are the ones that I yeah. can think of. Uh, okay. Les- uh, lesbians. Something yes, about lesbians. that fucking song. Lipa. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I only know the Lipa version. Maybe I don't know what she said. Okay, so Karen Olivo is Queenie. Okay. Yeah. She's got the big songs, right? Yes. Raise the roof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Familiar with that song title. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's raise the roof. Having a wild, wild party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raise the roof is good. Um, and then Steve Kazee as Burrs. God, I really I only know the songs in this because I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know what, don't character know what that, that means. I've never seen it. Um But I like him. Yeah, oh, I love Steve Kazee, and I think he would sound great singing this score. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. So Burrs was the Brian Darcy James part. Okay. He's great, I too. Yeah. So Steve Kazee, thumbs up. Um, sure. Kate's the character. Lesbian? He's Adina Menzel, not lesbian. Oh, okay. Um, Lena Hall. Sure. Lena Hall and everything. Any, I'd like to hear Lena Hall sing all the things that yes. Adina, Adina Menzel right? has sung. Definitely. Yes. Absolutely. God, Lena Hall. I'm so excited for what she does after Headway. Me, too. Just because. The life of the party. Lena Hall singing the life of the oh! party. Um, Black, Joshua Henry. The character's name is Black? Yeah. Man, I don't know this show at all. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I was like, Ugh. I've heard, like, I get, I've, like, uh, heard those songs. Guess, guess who played Black in the original? Who? No, Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. I approve that. Joshua Henry. Um, oh, Joshua Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder who would play the lesbian. Who do you want to play the lesbian to sing that? Well, I don't Shams. know what else she does, but, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I want LaShawn to play all oh, the only lesbians. lesbians. <laughs> Exclusively lesbians. Um, yeah, and then he said, don't care about the rest. 
<laughs> Neither do we because we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's hilarious. I don't know, man. There are a lot of other great people in here, though. Jen Cody, Ooh. Felicia Finley, oh. Stephen Pasquale oh, played God, cop. What? Oh, my goodness. Megan Sakura. What? I love Megan Sakura. Yeah. Great. Cool. So the next one, Follies in 10 years. Oh, yes. In 10 years. Yes. Got it. So okay. everybody's too oh, young. Follies 2025. Got it. Ben. Which one's Ben? That's Rick, Rick, um, Ron Rames. Ron Rames, I think. Okay. Ron, yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Yes. Sure. I'm on board with that. Yeah, You okay. could probably do Buddy, too, right. but um, I like him as Ron. Yeah. As Ron. I mean, as Ben. <laughs> um, buddy, Damien Humbley, who she says is a UK actor recently, Charlie Kringis in Merrily. Cool. So, uh, oh, wait. In the Merrily that I saw in the movie theater? Oh, Wait, maybe. which character in Merrily? Charlie, not Franklin Shepard, Inc. He sings Franklin Shepard. Right, Inc. right, 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 right. Wait, as what character? I'm so tired. Buddy. As Buddy. As yeah, no, got okay, it. got it. I got all those yeah, pieces in my brain later. now. I got Blues. it. I got the Buddy character. I've now envisioned Merrily. I'm so tired. Yeah, but I forgot yes. that that Merrily was in theaters. Can I see it somewhere else now? Is it available for viewing? Um, it's probably on like that website. The oh, digital, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look into it. Um, it. Excellent, excellent. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I, definitely. I, I, my, based on if this is the person that I'm thinking of from the production that I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sally Jenna Russell. Do you okay. know who Jenna Russell? Yeah, of course. You, you had a you were thinking about it, and I yeah. wasn't sure if your thinking about yeah. a face was like like going through your. Role it's just hard because I'm like not as familiar with these right. performers, right? Um, but, she, but yeah, she would be great. Phyllis Jane Krakowski. Oh, <gasps> she'd do it now. She's a little young. Well, but that's, all here's the, the problem with Follies is that Follies gets cast a lot older than the just actual like Mama characters Rose. because. Like, Sally literally says that she's 46 in the show. Yeah. Bernadette Peters is not 46 and she has not been 46, 46 for like 20 years. Three years ago. <laughs> um, so, like, Jane Krakowski is actually probably a l- slightly young right now right? and would be slightly old mm. if it was accurate. Jane Krakowski is 46. 46. Right now. She's perfect. She's perfect. Do it right now with her. <laughs> she should be too old for it in 10 years. Yeah. But she'll, she'll probably. Yeah. More likely to be cast in it in ten years because casting I mean, agents, which are I dummies. guess, well, I guess. I mean, is- the other thing about it is because like you have to take in time period context, you know, with things oh, like yeah. with things like Mama Rose, where we're like, you know, our vision of that person, a woman in her forties, is appropriate from yeah. our eye. But if it were going historically accurate, she should be like twenty five. Well, yeah, but then also you don't want to. Well, because the character is like Mama Rose Take is played like right, sure, <laughs> Those right. Women. Well, because Mama Rose is probably supposed to be like, you know, between twenty and thirty during yeah. the show. Anyway, anyway, um, Carlotta, mm-hmm. Patty Lapone. <gasps> Which one's Carlotta? Um, I think she's the one. That Terry sings. White. No, oh. I think she sings. Oh, Broadway I'm still here. I'm, I'm still here. here. I'm still here. I yeah, think. the only Elaine, Elaine Page. Page. Will she be too old in ten years? Yes. I mean, she's. I'm not going to say how old Patty Lapone is Pretty until sure I find out for real because I don't want to. Lapone is. I want her to hear this and think I called her too old. Sixty-two is my guess. That's, see, I was thinking one more year than that. 
65. Oh, we're both wow. safe. Phew, we both guessed too young. <laughs> I was going to say 63. Yeah, that's also she'll be too old for that. Yeah. <laughs> 75 in 10 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's Patty LaPone going to be like so when she's 75? funny to me, but like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of these, these Dreamcasts are, are good ideas, but not for in 10 years. They're not good ideas for 10 years from now. No, no offense, kid. Well, I think just those last two, they could probably do. But also, like Jenna Russell, how old is Jenna Russell right now? She's probably like forty. Oh, that's true. It's but it's not our vetoing the aspect of this Dreamcast that says ten years from now, but approving all the the characters and the actors. Jenna Russell is forty-seven. What? Holy shit! So yeah, no, these people are appropriate ages currently, not in ten years. Well, I don't really know general. You and McGregor is forty three. He's younger than all these ladies. <laughs> so do this show in like this this cast in like three years. Yeah, Damien. Do you have a face or do you have a Wikipedia page? No Wikipedia page. I don't know how old you are. All right. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, he also said um, after that one, see above, referencing that he doesn't care about the rest of the parts. <laughs> no. Okay. A, a, our favorite movie to musical um, Dreamcast of, of it doesn't exist, but um, he has a Dreamcast Bridesmaids the musical. Yeah. Um, Annie was Kristen Wiig. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Laura Thompson. <gasps> Wouldn't that be great? Absolutely. That would be so great. Oh my God. Yes. He said Laura Benanti is too easy, which I agree. She would be fantastic. Oh, she, oh shit. But I think it would be fun to see Jennifer Laura Both Thompson in that. Both of them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. They'll do it in rep. Yeah. Uh, Lillian, who is Maya Rudolph's part, Andrea Burns. <gasps> yes. Right? Absolutely. I know. I love Andrea Burns. I know. And what a great fucking part for her. Helen, who is Rose Burns' part, Cher Renee Scott. Um, she does not fit with the other ones. Yeah, I think she's, she's too old. a little old. Right. It's all supposed to be yeah. like around the same age. Yeah. Like in their 30s. Yeah. Helen. Hmm. Bryn O'Malley. Yep. Done. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Megan, who is Melissa McCarthy. Kiala Settle. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking like Mary Bridget Davies. Oh, yes. Right? Or Mary Bridget Davies. Brooke Elliott. Or Brooke Elliott. Brooke Elliott. Right? Dropped a diva. Right? You guys, she was on Broadway. You guys. Ugh. Was she in like the Pirate Queen, I think? Yeah, she was in the Pirate Queen. Yeah. She'd be great. She can do that comedy. It'd be so weird to see her being so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I like that. I like all those choices. Yeah. Um Nathan, who is Chris O'Dowd's character. Uh Gabriel Ebert. Yes. Yeah. I'm bored, right? Absolutely. He'd be great. I would also want like Graham Rowat. Oh, Graham would be great. Right? Yeah. Because in that character, he's like a, he's Irish? He's Irish. Right, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't going to be Irish, but Chris O'Dowd is Irish. And they just like had him. So in the musical, can they, all the like funny little Irish bits they had, I feel like there was Irish jokes. I don't remember. make them Canadian? Canadian jokes. Graham's Canadian? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Big strapping Canadian. (laughs) Um, Rita, who's Wendy McClevin Covey's role. Katie Finneran. Oh, absolutely! Right? Definitely. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Becca, who's Ellie Kemper's role, 
um, Zasha Mamet, I believe is how you say that. Zasha. I thought it was Zosha. I think I once heard Lena Dunham say it because it was actually like a behind the scenes girls thing, and I was like, Zasha likes Sasha. Zasha, Zasha likes Sasha. Sasha. Okay. But maybe I No, I don't know. I, think that's I will is. take your word for it because I, I have <clears throat> no clue. I think that's what um, it is. Okay, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Does she Can do she musicals? sing? I don't know. I would. Elizabeth Williams. I would do like Jenny Barber. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or like Patty Murren. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sure. Okay. Um, Gil, who's Matt Lucas's role. Who's a weirdo roommate? The bald guy. Yeah. Continue. Um, (laughs) Kevin Chamberlain, or Chamberlain. There's no D. Hmm. Who was Uncle Fester? Right. Or James Monroe Iglehart. That would be so so weird. James Monroe Iglehart would be funny. I don't know why, but I would love that. Yeah. And um, Bryn, who's Rebel Wilson, played by Annalie Ashford, with your kinky boots accent. That's funny. That is funny. I would like it if it was James Monroe Aglehart and Annalie <laughs> Ashford. That would, would be fucking hilarious. It would be great. That would, yeah, it would be like so, because yeah. those siblings are just supposed to be like really bizarre and mm-hmm. fucking weird. That would be a very bizarre, weird, funny pairing. Yeah. They're so, yeah. Annalie Ashford would. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, great. That's oh, it. That would be a great musical. Yeah, it would be. That, those were Nick's suggestions. Were, Thank, yeah. Thanks, Nick. So we have a comment on our website also from Taylor. And Taylor has Dreamcast Hocus Pocus <gasps> yep. musical. What is it? Which Lay is it on me. We do all the Love time. Love it all the time. Uh, 45 Winnie, different casts for this movie. I know. Winnie, uh, who is Bette Midler mm. as Carolee Carmelo. Absolutely. Or Patti LuPone. Both. Right? How do you choose between those two? They would be such different winnies. Oh, God, they would. Right? Um, Mary, who is Kathy and Jimmy, and Mary Testa. The, the only choice. I mean. The only choice. I mean. We have, I feel like, in the past also Dreamcaster as Winnie, though. Yes. I mean, she'd Definitely. be a great Winnie. One woman hocus pocus with Mary Testa. <laughs> I love it. Um, Sarah who is Sarah Jessica Parker, Annalie Ashford. Yes! Yes. Absolutely! Right? Or Laura Osnes, a part that is not typical. It's, oh, yeah. It would yeah. be funny to see her I do something like funny. I would like to see that comedy. Yeah. I approve that. I was also thinking another Patty and Emily favorite Dreamcast, Jenny Barber. I was thinking that too. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Jenny Barber. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Max, who's the brother or the like, you know, the mm-hmm. main kid. Derek Klenna. No comment. Um, I don't approve that Dreamcast. We in Bridges of Madison County. He did not pass as a high school kid. Yes, I think that's the problem. I would yes, not I, cast him as a high school he's kid. Much too no. He he's too he he doesn't work. He doesn't. He's no he, Carrie Butler. No no. Sorry, kid. Um. So who would we cast as Max? Yeah. Any of the newsies. Any of the newsies. Which newsie? Ben Frankenhouse. That's his name? Almost his name. Ben Fankhauser. Fankhauser. He would be great. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Fankhauser would be great. Um, Brennan Stinson would be great. He was one of the Delancey brothers. Okay. 
Mike Faced was the other delay. Ah. Either of them, I think, would be good. Anyway, all the newsies. Yeah, Mike Face. I just saw him. Yeah, in you that saw play. him in that play. I would definitely approve him. He's got right? that like, yeah, because he played period in. Wait, because Max is like the dead brother, right? No. Oh, wait. No, that's Thackeray Banks. Shit, I was thinking a wrong person. Mm. Max is like the He's main like the character. Main guy, yeah, got it. Um, oh, okay. Wait, I've been dreamcasting this so all you wrong. Think, yeah, but the problem with dreamcasting Thackeray an Banks, unknown for this character. That would be great. He too. needs to be well, young. See, that's what I was going to say. Isn't he no, supposed to be like high school? 14, he's like seventeen. Though. Is he seventeen? Yeah. He's like sixteen or seventeen. I guess there's 17. like that stuff about him, like going his sister making fun of him about going on dates and like mm-hmm. thinking about sex and stuff. Yeah, there's the whole thing about the virgin thing, and I guess he's supposed to be at an age where it's not like inappropriate that he's a virgin, but right. everyone's like, huh, that virgin, right? It's never I feel inappropriate like I, to be a virgin, right? I just, I feel like he should be young. I feel like that character should be like fifteen. Or maybe he's just... I haven't watched the movie in a while. He's, he's like just 17. Younger in he's like mind. a junior or senior in high school. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> ben um, Frankenhouse. <laughs> Frankenhouse. Um, Allison, who is... I can't remember what her name is, but that girl that's in all the 90s movies who plays the love interest. Um, he she plays says, the girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Lindsay Mendez, because he said to reunite. Clendez, Derek Clendez, Lindsay Mendez, but, but we've already nixed. But we've nixed, sorry, but also I think I love Lindsay Mendez. Yeah. I don't think she can play that young. I don't think she young. can play that young either. So I'm going to veto that one. But I fucking, I like, oh, yeah. oh my God, can we get Lin- Lindsay Mendez in the revival of Hocus Pocus the musical? Yeah. She should play Mary she or could, Winnie. Or Sarah. Or Sarah. Why can't she could play, play all Sarah, of them. Sarah, Emily. What? I don't know. <laughs> Dog fight. Um, I don't know. Allison. Allison. So again. Unknown. I don't know. I guess somebody who is in 13, the musical, uh-huh. who's now like right. 20 right. and can look 17. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ariana Grande, come back to Broadway. <laughs> um, Danny, who is the little daughter. I mean, the little sister. Got it. Um. Lilla Crawford. I think she's too old at this point. Yeah, how old is that character supposed to be? Lilla's like, like going like, through her 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 she's growth like, spurt. Like nine. Nine yeah. or ten. Lilla's Lilla's I like <laughs> saw her at a box office if, yeah. uh, like a month ago and yeah. she <gasps> Sydney Lucas. She got tall. Uh, yes. Or the um Oh the girl from Sarah Tuck. Sarah Lewis, mm. who just who is playing Winnie in Tuck Everlasting yeah. is fucking fantastic. Okay. Okay. Um, Billy, who's like the zombie, he said, anyone really. (laughs) Sure. Yep. How about that? You probably know what his name is, but the really tall guy from Sideshow. No, I don't know his name. Who played the geek? Yeah. I don't know his name off the top Mm. of my head, but sure. Just because he's supposed to be like lumbering and zombies, real tall zombies would be great. Or like (laughs) Jeff Hiller. Um, oh, yeah. And he says Thackeray the cat should be played by a Julie Tamar puppet. Uh-huh. I wonder how they I would do like that it cat. to be in the style of cats. Oh, yeah. A human playing a cat. <laughs> no, Thackeray God. Oof, how would you do the cat part? I don't know. That's tough. It's Tink- like, like Tinkerbell light, like a shadow, <laughs> puppet, cat oh, shadow. God. Like a Zazu. <laughs> it's like a hat. It's a cat. But the cat is a hat, not the cat in a hat. 
I feel like this would be one of those things where like in the musical theater world, you would have to like make it a different thing. Yeah. You know? <sighs> yeah, probably. Like to make that work, like, I think it yeah. would have to be like, like how in Aladdin instead of, um, what's his face Yaga being a bird? Being a bird. He's bird. just like the assistant. Maybe he could just be like an invisible Thackeray Banks that like you can only see him if you've right if you lit the candle right or something. something like that black flame candle. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Emily. It would have to be. Oh, something his else. little sister's name is Emily, the one who died. I know. It used to really scare the shit out of <laughs> I had me to when wait I was a kid. Three hundred years for a virgin to light a candle. <laughs> when I was a kid, that like yeah, that because. They, they like suck her soul out and my name is Emily. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. Um, and he suggested music and lyrics by Alan Menken. Okay. And book by Douglas Carter Bean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, approve. right? Direction by, I'm adding this, Kenny Ortega. Sure. He directed the movie <laughs> and I love Kenny Ortega, but he doesn't do musical approve. theater shows. All right. Okay. Well, that's all we're going to do today of the Dreamcasts, but keep sending them in and yeah. we'll talk about we'll them and decide which ones you were wrong about. <laughs> <laughs> we also saw a show that opened February 11th, which is in the future for us, but in the past Ooh. for you. <laughs> um, it was a really, really, really great play. Excellent play. Called Rashida Speaking. Yes. It's at starring Tanya Pinkins uh, and Diane Weist, directed by Cynthia Nixon. Oh, uh, ladies. Ladies. Which is interesting. The playwright is not a lady. I know. The playwright is a, a man. What's the playwright's name? I Joel Drake Johnson. I'm unfamiliar with all of his other work. A white man. Hmm. Oh, he was sitting next to Cynthia Nixon. Ah. With the glasses. I don't know if you saw I, him. I was only had eyes for right, Cynthia. Right, right, right. But I was like, who's that guy sitting next to her? <laughs> he kind of looked like... Joel Gray and James Lapine <laughs> together. Weird. If you have not seen Rashida speaking, proceed with caution because um, definitely spoilers. Uh, we both highly recommend this play and think that everyone should go see it. And I, I mean, I would. We went in not knowing very much about mm -hmm. it, so I would recommend pausing this, saving this for later. If you haven't seen the play, if you don't live in New York and you have no way of seeing the play. Listen on. Yeah. And then <laughs> see it when it gets yeah, see it when it gets licensed and comes to your town. Yeah. Um this play is absolutely fucking essential. It's really 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 good. It's really really great and it's like talking about all the things that nobody wants to talk about and being like fucking deal with this shit, America. <laughs> and that's why I thought it was so good. Yeah. And it was excellently Excellently cast, excellently performed. Tanya Pinkins, Diane Weist are magic humans. Oh, they're so great. Yeah. They're so great. Diane Weist. Mm-hmm. What a fascinating and terrible character. Hmm. She has like a complete turnaround essentially throughout the play because She's just allowing herself to be manipulated by everyone around her. Mm. It's so sad. Yeah, it is sad. Because we were talking about this. She, her, the plot of the play is that um, these two women, Diane Weist and Tanya Pinkins, work in a doctor's office. The doctor wants to fire Tanya Pinkins, but because she's black, knows that He's, like, worried about her, worried like, going about, to HR being, yeah. like, he's racist. Yeah. 
Um, so he puts it upon Diane Weist. He makes her the office manager and then is like, is your new capacity of office manager. I need you to keep track of her and find reasons for me to fire her. Not like manage your, this employee, right? but like, that's what he puts in her head. Right. And I don't, from objectively there's nothing wrong with being like you're the office manager because you've been here for so long and here's this employee now you manage her Hmm. but it's like here's your objective right well because he the the i feel like it was stated several times where they're like you're the new office manager and everyone was like there's only two people working in this office there's no need for an office manager. And the only reason he created this position um, to be an office manager for her is so that he can have the authority to tell her to basically keep track of what Jacqueline's doing. Yeah. Um, And even like when that comes up, like, uh, you know, he manipulates her into doing, you know, like he, she's like, this makes me uncomfortable. And he's like, well, don't you like the raise that you got being Mm -hmm. the office manager? Don't you want to be the office manager? Because you know, you got, I did like, I did something for you. Like I went out on a limb for you and got you a raise Mm -hmm. and got you a better title. And like, like, don't you want to do something for me? (sighs) Dick. What a fucking dick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Diane Weiss was, it was a, yeah, it was, it was. I thought it was really. Oh, so I thought it was so skillful. Yeah, like all of the things that we find out about the characters and and how their like perceptions of race, mm-hmm. you know, especially her character. Yeah. Well, because at first I was, she came back after a, a con, you know, it wasn't even that bad of a confrontation that she had with Tanya Piggins' character, and she left early because she was upset about it, and when she came back. She initially, I was like, I don't understand how she did that complete turnaround. But then she lets it out that she's like, well, I was talking to my husband about this. And you're like, ah, there it is. Right. Wait, what do you mean? That it seemed, based on her character up to that point, her reaction then when she came back the next day seemed extreme to me. Because even though she was upset the the confrontation or whatever you want to call it between the two of them didn't merit that extreme of an of a response. And you think that was all influenced? I don't think by it was husband? all influenced by it. But when you already have your boss in your ear, and then something happens that might be a trigger, and then you have someone there to reinforce it instead mm. of be like, "Hold up, stop, and look at the situation." Mm. It. It, the seed was there in her to yeah, begin with. totally. But then it was other people watering it. Mm. <laughs> Just like Tanya Pinkins watered her plant. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt like it would, it's, I think it's one of those, like, cases where, I don't know, white people think that they are treating black people equally and they're treating black people in a way that they think is equal which is not equal like they're not as she's not actually i don't know or or yeah like just in the way that she was like i thought we were friends and it was like you know part of the feeling that i like you know i don't work in an office and i've never worked Mm -hmm. in an office but all of those inner office Mm -hmm. relationships i completely understand and relate to as far as working in the service industry 
because I've had that happen to me before where someone I worked with was like, we're friends. And I'm like, we work together. Yeah. We're friendly. Yeah. We have a friendly work or even people who I've worked with who I fucking straight up hated mm-hmm. who were like, oh, thought we were friends. And I'm like, no, we work <laughs> together and I hate you. Yeah. And I thought that was clear to you. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not what this is at right. all. This is like, I, I, you know, I don't know. The way they were working together in the office was like, seemed like they had a great, nice working relationship. Yeah. But they also, I felt like there was things that were said, like comments about the families and stuff like that, where it was clear that they sort of like check in like, oh, well, you yeah, know, how how's, kids? how's the kids? Yeah. All the kids are good or whatever. But they're not like, they don't have deep personal, right. interpersonal connections with each other. they don't go out after work. Exactly. They don't socialize outside of work. So right. like when she's like, I thought we were friends. And Tiny Pinkins' character was like, we're not friends. Yeah. Like, and she, you know, seems like she's hurt by that. But then at the same time, you're like, but you don't think of Jacqueline as an equal to you. Mm-hmm. This, That's what I felt like you f- find out later is that you find oh, out the yeah. entire time, like, Eileen's character, Eileen? Yeah, that's her name. Eileen's character has not been viewing Jacqueline as an equal. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like... If she had been, it would have been super easy to, even if that's your boss and maybe you can't, you need the job. So maybe you're not in a position where you can be like, I'm not going to do that. But you could be like, hey, bitch, this is what's happening. Right. Let's make sure you don't lose this job. Right. And the other aspect that I think is really coming into play, sorry, is that we don't really know as an audience what she really feels about the doctor because she's so completely right. manipulated by the men in her life. She's so manipulated by him. And I think she like kind of sees it, but is also like very stuck in her like role as a woman Yeah, that she, you know, like you would hope that if she was more in tune with her own power, that when he starts doing that, that like that this whole time she's been like hating him because he treats her like shit, yeah. you know? And instead she is, she, shot him she, at she, she, <laughs> no. spoilers. I mean, nobody gets shot. Nobody gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> because like she, I don't know why she doesn't just warn her. I mean, I do know cause then the play would be over or, <laughs> or at least it would go it in would a, different a different direction. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, you have to be careful. Like, she tries to drop hints. Right. But I don't know. If I were in that situation, and I potentially could have been in any of the corporate situations that I've worked in, sure. I, I'm a good fucking employee. So in a, in a way, I would have done what my boss asked me to do. But I would have been like, this is what's happening. If... Well, actually, I don't know. That if that's you were true. like, I, I, I was going to say, say, I don't know that that's legitimately true. like if you were in the if you were like, in the position that it was like you're the one that's keeping tabs on them, not just like I heard that they're trying to get rid of you. Right. You should that's be careful. Say, well, uh, no, I would probably go to HR and be like, I'm not comfortable with what's happening right now. Right, right. But if I had found out. Um, then I then I would be like, hey, I hear that this is what's happening. But I feel like, and we talked about this right after the show, where you said she has no power, but he gave her power. Even if it's a made-up position and just a raise, he made you the office manager. He gave you the authority to watch her, quote-unquote, to um, 
evaluate her to be like less creepy about it, then you could work with her and you could be like, I know you don't like that doctor. Now you deal with me. You don't have to deal with him anymore because I'm your manager, not him. But I think she I'm does. I think she does with. try and do that. But she should have just done it. Well, she no, but she's she's trying to do that. She's not doing a very good job at it because she does try it. She does. She tries to let Jacqueline. She tries. She tries to not change Jacqueline's behavior. She doesn't want to change Jacqueline or feel like Jacqueline, like make Jacqueline feel like she's trying to change her. But she tries to change the situation by taking away what she doesn't realize is that she's taking away Jacqueline's responsibilities and basically making Jacqueline irrelevant in the office. So she's not handling the situation correctly. Right. But she does try to do that. Well, I know, I know that, and that's exactly that's why when it comes to her being so upset and right. she leaves and then comes back where I was like, this I think seems she's like an extreme. Well, I think she's like, you know, I think she's would be like, I was trying to help you. And yeah. I then genuinely kind of feels like she was. And it's like, you are not. Nope. You weren't yeah. helping. You were making it worse. Yeah. That's what she told her. Don't try to help me. I just thought the, the whole the play as a whole did a really, really skillful examination of that that race thing in america where people are like we're not racist but like you are acting like a black person you should act like a white person yeah we're like like in the conversation that jacqueline's character has with the patient that comes in where they've they've already like it's already been established to us that people are concerned about her being like rude and not like as friendly like and warm as yeah. she is expected to be mm-hmm. or whatever. And then when you like when you watch that conversation she has with the mm-hmm. patient, obviously you can see that. You can see yeah. her, you know, the patient walks into the office and she's like, We're not open yet. You know, and then Dan Weiss is like, oh, come in. No. But then at the other si- well, side of that, told her. nobody told her that a patient was coming in before really? office hours. Yeah. So like, sure. You know, like when I were working in the service industry for me, like when I am opening the coffee shop in the morning and somebody's banging on the window being like, what time do you open? I'm like. Not now, you know, and (laughs) I maybe sure I'm sure plenty of people have thought that I was being very rude Mm -hmm. or when people climb under the gate to get in or whatever and are like, are you still open? And I'm like, no, get out. Like, you know, I don't mean, I I, I don't know that I've ever like completely used that that tone, but, you know, being friendly with people, depending on your person, like for me, it's extremely emotionally taxing to be friendly to every customer I have all day long. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain measures that I take to like protect myself emotionally because I can't give that much all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And I work full time, you know? So like, so I totally identified with Jacqueline in that, that she was like, I can't be like, Oh, how to each, you know, you can't do that all day long. Some people are capable of it. Some people that's in their nature and some people it's not. And that is not, a race thing. It definitely Which is what isn't. they were making it. Right. They were like, oh, like, she's so, you know, rude because she's black. And I'm like, you're a racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Right. But especially what about all oh, those warm Southern black ladies? <laughs> <laughs> but especially when she gets, you know, because the whole deal with, like, the patients not signing yeah. in downstairs. And when the conversation with the patient first starts and she's like, you didn't sign up 
you know, you didn't sign in downstairs. So this, mm-hmm. it's like this poor old little white lady and you kind of, yeah. you feel sympathetic towards her because she's got a cane and all that <laughs> stuff. And you're like, oh no, is she going to make her like go all the way back yeah. downstairs? And then, you know, she doesn't make her go back downstairs and sign in. She calls downstairs and then you can tell right. over the phone that the people downstairs are reading her the fucking riot act. Yeah. Being like, how, wh- how'd you let this happen again? Another yeah. patient got all the way up to the floor and didn't sign in and there's someone in the building and we don't know who they are. So like, yeah. she's trying to do her job yeah. and she's getting shit for it yeah. by really just trying to do her job. <sighs> yeah. I mean, unsurprisingly, I was like, yeah, she's being rude to that woman. <laughs> but I know a lot of rude white people, mm. a lot of rude, all kinds of people. Well, um, I, but then it shown she showed that she was capable of not being like, of not acting like that, not being like that. That was a terrible way to say it. <laughs> but you know, which I get that it's impossible to be like that all the time. People have bad days. Um, In that industry, I think, especially when you're dealing with apparently people who have cancer or something, they're, you know, I would imagine making it easier on them is not having a, a, like, abrasive person to deal with. But she shows that she cannot, she can act in a nice, sweet way, and then it bites her in the ass by the uh, the same patient when sure. she apologizes, saying something fucking crazy to her. Right, and extremely racist. Extremely crazy well, and I racist. Think, I think what the whole play was really, really boiling down to is that for women and for black people, yeah. there is a certain way that white men expect women and black people to behave. Mm-hmm. There's a way that white men are like, this is how you're supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. And if you're not behaving like that, then you're crazy or you're rude or like there's something wrong with you and you're not you're not behaving the way you should. Yeah. And that, shut up, white men. <laughs> shut the fuck up, white men. That's mm-hmm. all I got to say about that. I mean, the other thing about the conversation she had with the patient is that I think don't like rude is the word that they used. I would say a, a little insensitive. Hmm. You know, like that's the word I guess I was looking. Well, because for it's also too. like the difference between sensitive. like like you know we're like I have coworkers who would probably if you put if you compared the way I provide customer service and the way some of my coworkers mm-hmm. provide customer service, if you looked at an interaction between each of us, you might say that I'm rude. Because, you know, my coworker might be like to every single customer that comes in the door, like, hey, how are you? What are you up to? How's your day going? Also, what can I get for you to drink? And I'm like, hi, what can I get for you? Yeah. Because I don't have the emotional energy to have a conversation with every single person that walks in the door. So a lot of my interactions are like, hi, coffee order? Great. (laughs) This is how much it costs. Here's your change. Yeah. And maybe I'm sure plenty of times my tone is a little like, I woke up at 5 a.m., you, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm 20 minutes away from getting off of work mm-hmm. and I'm fucking exhausted or, and I don't, or like you've been rude to me in the past mm. and I hate you yeah. secretly, you know, like yeah. I'm sure, but I don't think I'm being rude. I think I am, I'm being neutral. Yeah. You know, I'm not being friendly and I'm not being rude. Mm. I'm being efficient. Mm. And I think that, That's I think in her case, she is <laughs> efficient. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm getting the info. I'm doing, I'm literally doing my job. That's what I'm doing. Mm. And you think that what I should be doing, Mm. 
which isn't in my job description at all, is that I should be like extremely hospitable to people. Mm. Is it not in your job description? Not like, but I mean, literally, because I've worked at service places where like that is in the job description. Um, I don't like, well, we don't have like a work handbook or anything. Okay, (laughs) great. Free for all. You know. Yeah. But like, there's just, you know, I mean, I don't know. I would say in the medical profession, more empathy is always good, but she's not a nurse. She works in, she does paperwork in the office. She's an office worker. And part of that clearly is her having to interact with patients, but like she works in the office and she, you know, she was promoted from the copy room to this job and you know, maybe being like, oh, what can I get? You know, that's not mm-hmm. in her wheelhouse. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the fact that she's black. No. And that's what the whole <laughs> shebang is about. Right. Because people, right. People just still, still Doesn't to this day, everyone. do with the fact that she's a woman either. Right. As exactly shown by you being an efficient white woman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's, I it's just all about right. like white men think that we should behave and well-behaved women rarely make history. Mm. <laughs> we also went to one of our favorite concert series. Yep. If it only even runs a minute. Yes. I love it. I looked back and I, uh, this was the 14th edition. I How many have you been to? I think I, I've been to eight of them. I started wow. at six. But I guess I may have only been, I was looking at their website and it was like last night before I went to bed. So I want to double check because there was one time where they did two concerts right, back on the back. same day, but they were different. different. Yeah, I um, remember that because I was I, like, come on, you guys. I can't remember if I went to both. I think you did. I think I went to both and you only went to one, right? Yeah, yeah I think I only went to one. I definitely okay. have not been to as many. I think there I've was only an, been to like four. Another one where they did two, but it was the same concert, I think. Right. Okay. I don't know. And maybe slightly different. I haven't like been one to that many. I don't know. I love it. I mean, I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, awesome. They're so wonderful. They're so great. So if you don't know what they are, Mm. um, they're hosted by Jen Tepper and Kevin Michael Murphy, and they are celebrating underappreciated musicals, what some people may call the F word, which they choose not to use. I feel like they actually Except, said well, the F word this, this show. In this show, there was a, they were throwing, like, flop, 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 there flop, were a lot of flop, flop, bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Some by the guests. Right. But I can't, they certainly didn't tell them to stop, but right. one was like an original cast member. Right. So who's to tell them not to say <laughs> flop? My favorite thing about this show, aside from learning about just musicals I wouldn't have known about, mm. which is always interesting to know, enough, is the like wackadoo musicals mm-hmm. that we learn about? Yeah, it's always funny because it's. I, I feel like it's usually a good mix between, um, you know, when you're like, oh, this this show like should have had a life. It's got this amazing score, mm-hmm. and here's a song from it, and you're like, wow, that's a great song. Yeah, and then like this other song where you're like, what the. F- fuck was that song about and what the fuck were those lyrics and, and that what's what? the show about tell me again yeah which is always fun yeah in this one i would say that show was a real american hero yeah which uh only had three performances which is like the most amazing not even cra- opened cra- and had three performances like previews. three previews 
And so they were working off of a muddy bootleg right. and like trying to figure out the lyrics of the song, what the song sounded like. And they have no idea where it fit in the show. It's crazy. <laughs> so crazy. But the song was nonsense. Great. It was hilarious, but also nonsense. Complete and utter nonsense. Um, definitely. They all, they, all these, uh, videos of the performances go up on the YouTube. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You are check all of them out. Yes. They're crazy. I'm just patiently awaiting the day when they cover Scandalous and Leap mm. of Faith yes. at Runs a Minute. Yes. That's the dream. Yeah. I, I'm i waiting for Catch Me If You Can, mm-hmm. Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. And Rags. Oh, God, I can't believe they haven't done know. rags before. Are you sure? I don't think so. They might have, but sometimes they do. If they but get- rags is also like I feel like maybe that's just because you're obsessed with it. But like, there's some musicals like that, like a real American Hero or whatever, or like Home Again, Home Again. That I was like, I've literally never heard of this oh, show sure. before. Blood Red Roses, like these are all shows right. that they and I was like, I've never heard of that show before. And then there's shows that were like underappreciated, but like you hear about them. Yeah. Something like rags, I feel like That's probably because the, also like they did that concert yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, uh, that Carolee Carmelo. But obviously, was in. I can't say I want to hear about shows I've never heard of. Yeah. So one of my favorite experiences was learning about Kelly the musical, which was a show mm. I had never heard about. Which uh, last week was the anniversary of the day that it opened and, and closed, closed on Broadway, and it was about a guy who was gonna commit suicide by jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge right. and it was crazy and uh, do you have the bootleg of it well I think the interesting thing that this show brings up is bootlegs yeah because the ultimate goal is just that every show should be recorded right even I guess if it's not necessarily commercially available because Lestat at least we know there's a recording right, of it somewhere even if it's they the haven't vault. released it that doesn't mean it will never be released, and it doesn't mean it was lost to history. Right. But for those shows that haven't been recorded, or like Lestat are being held hostage mm, by Elton John, right. the way we get to hear these songs is because someone bootlegged it. Yeah. And it's an awkward necessity right. at this point. Yeah, I mean, I the way I feel about bootlegs is that I think that... You know, I I think for the most part, they're not really hurting anybody. But that's also because I myself, you know, I have a lot of like bootleg rules. Like you're not going to pass around a bootleg of a show that's currently running. Mm -hmm. And like I would never pay money for a bootleg because that is absolutely completely unacceptable. Stuff like that. Um, And I'm the type of person where like I might listen to a bootleg and be like, holy shit, I absolutely must go experience this. And other people are the type of schmucks that will listen to the bootleg and be like, I don't need to go because I listened to the bootleg. Or like, I'm not going to buy a ticket to that concert because I know someone will bootleg it and I'll just listen to the bootleg. And those people, I don't understand you. Well, it's, it's always better live. completely not the same experience right. at all. I've gotten to, into arguments with friends because they were like, oh, I don't need to go to that concert. I, I'll just listen to the bootleg when somebody sends it to me. And I was like, How, what? <laughs> I don't... Uh, but." Well, uh, don't you want to see it live? And they're like, no, I'll listen to the bootleg. It's the same. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's they're not like, yeah, it is. Same. You get the same. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Listening to a bootleg is not the fucking same thing as you, being in the room seeing a concert. How can you like be a theater fan and claim that? I don't know. <laughs>
I do not know. I don't understand it. And like, then you get schmucks. Like, remember when Laura Benanti quit Twitter because somebody made fun of her on a bootleg? Yeah. Like somebody, she was like 18. yeah, somebody listened to a bootleg music, of her. Right? It was sound of music when she was like 18. Somebody listened to the bootleg on Tumblr and was like, ew, Laura Benanti like shouldn't be allowed to do musical theater because she's horrible. And that was like set Laura over the edge. And she was like, fuck Twitter. Like I'm out of here because that person is a fucking asshole because what the fuck is wrong with you? You listen to a bootleg that was from like 10, what, like 15 years ago or something like that. And you were like, ew, Laura Benanti should like, Fuck you on so many levels for so many reasons. Yeah. And now leave Laura alone. Now she's a Twitter superstar. That's the truth. In that fucking person's face. Yeah. And she's on Nashville singing live. Boom. Do they sing live on Nashville? Not usually. Laura Benanti did. <gasps> Laura Benanti. I haven't caught. I'm not I mean, caught she was up on like Netflix. doing a writing um, session. Usually, when they do those like writing session scenes, they'll be singing live. If it's performance, mm, it's it's recorded. I'm like way just, behind. I've watched like one episode that Laura's on. I'm very behind on Nashville. You'll like her storyline. She lesbian. Oh, oh okay. I mean, I shouldn't say it like that. No, I don't know. Maybe she'll <laughs> experiment. Oh, I don't know. When you said that, it made me think oh, that it must it's be just something like a that's strong. Re- lady, storyline. Oh, okay. You go, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, runs a minute. Runs a minute. Back to runs a minute. Um, yeah, Emily Skinner was there. Emily Skinner was there. Oh my god! Can we just talk about the moment when, like, okay, so like oh, Jen right. and Kevin have like um, I don't know what their An opening intro. credits or yeah. whatever that are the same every single An time, and it's like sometimes shows run forever, and it's like a picture of cats, um, and like a picture of rent or whatever, and then like sometimes they don't, and then it's like all these pictures of marquees of yeah. shows that haven't, and it's all it's the exact same every yeah. single time, and everyone's like, oh that oh, oh <laughs> Kate man. man. Because <laughs> that's the one that really gets people, the Cape Man. And then it's it was the like third one. Yeah, and then it was like sideshow, and the whole room was like. <gasps> I mean, I don't know if that's what was going through everyone's head. I think it was partly that. I bet some people didn't remember that she was there, uh, but also that it just happened. Oh, and that it. Just I mean, happened. there was a whole sure, sure, mess sure, sure. of. There was a lot of emotions happening. that were coming up when it was like it was like oh because sideshow, and then it was like oh sideshow, and then it was like Emily Skinner's and here. Then everyone was like, <laughs> we all had the same reaction. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Emily Skinner was in the room, and then we oh showed a picture God. of sideshow. It was very intense. I don't know this show, the show that she came on to talk about. Oh, elegies, elegies for angels, punks, and raging queens. Um. I don't Bill Finn has a song cycle that's called Elegies. Right. And I wonder if just, I, I mean, I know this wasn't the same thing, but whenever I hear Elegies, that's what I think of. Yeah, me too. So I don't but know I'm, if people... I'm not familiar with this this song cycle's mm-hmm. concert or whatever it was. Yeah. I know that song. Um, my, my brother lives in San Francisco because it is on Emily's album mm. that she put out like, I don't know. God, like 15 years ago. Jesus Christ, has it been that long? I mean, I've only had it for like three years. (laughs) No, I've had it for like seven years. Um, That's funny. I remember when I, this is such a dumb story, but I remember when I, because her, Emily Skinner's album is just Emily Skinner, self-titled album. And when I bought it, I bought it on like Amazon. Uh And so then I got like this email that was like, your Amazon order of Emily Skinner has shipped. And I was like, my very own Emily Skinner. Wouldn't we all love that? I would. It was beautiful. Aside oh. from the fact that Emily Skinner is singing <gasps> it. But it's, it's a great. Russell it's a beautiful song. song. It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. <sighs> also, like, can we just talk about, A, how gorgeous Emily Skinner looked 
B, how gorgeous Emily Skinner sounded. And C, Emily Skinner, real tear, realness. Uh, like she yeah. was like crying. She was like talking about what it was yeah. like to perform well, that song and was like choke, getting a little choked up. And then she like sang the song and was like crying. It's It was wonderful. I mean, that is one talented yeah. lady. Talent. Talent. Just with a capital <sighs> T and that rhymes with P and that stands for... I try. I was gonna try to do transition. Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> I know we have not. It's like none of these shows start with P. <laughs> Damn it! Also, a show that I thought I was more familiar with, uh, the Woman in White, but apparently I had no idea <laughs> that Michael Ball wore a fat suit. And why, when you, I don't know. Apparently, there's like a reveal at the end, and I was expecting them to say he took off his fat suit because also the photo that they showed of him in a fat suit. It was like, it was like obviously f- that person's in a fat suit. Right. It was like a face fat suit too. Yeah. Like it wasn't well, just and it like wasn't a even belly like, or something. I don't know. Eddie Murphy, well done, the clumps, fat suits. It was like, it wasn't even Tyra Banks social experiment <laughs> level of fat suit. Well, sure, because, well, that's the other thing about like, about like those TV shows or movies or whatever, because those people spend like, so much time in the makeup chair and like if you're doing a Broadway show every day, well, like can you really spend four hours in a makeup chair and then do a show? I guess that's true. Um, but why if they needed like a fat actor, why didn't they just get a fat actor? Well, man, I mean, so I mean, if I mean, they needed a Mexican actor, why didn't they just get a Mexican actor? I know that this is a common problem. If they didn't if they needed a black person, why didn't they just get a black person? Why didn't they get a black actor? If they needed a, yeah, a lot, the list goes, I continues. Know, I know, I know, I know. Anyway. Vaguely, barely know was, who these people this are. fat suit was terrible. Yep. That's the <laughs> moral of the story. <laughs> and the woman in white sounds bananas. Bananas. And for a second, I thought I could see it. I had to sit there because she said it was winter 2005, 2006. And in my brain, for a second, I was like, here, I was here in 2000. Oh, wait, no, I was here from mm, 2006 year. to 2007. Would have been the first season. Um, wait, winter Winter, when did it open exactly? Um, probably November, I would guess. I think uh, I think I might have been able to. I could have oh, like caught a, a preview because I was here in New York in like I think it was like in November hmm. two thousand. No, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, woof the woman in white. Woof. I have woman a coffee white. mug from the woman in white. That's about as much as I knew about the woman. I thought in white. I knew more about it, but I guess I knew nothing about it. <laughs> Can we talk about, though, Leah Hawking in The Thing About Men? Fucking awesome. I've never heard of her. I Me don't either. know why. Me either. She fucking killed it. Killed it. Killed, killed it. it. I wanted her jacket, too. I mean, she looked adorable. The jacket was really fucking cute. She sang the shit out of this song. Yep. Made some, like, sexy comments about Mark Kudish yeah. that the audience was confused by. <laughs> he was in the show with her. Right. It was, it was in Florida. I have that album. Oh, do you? Yeah, because I don't know why. I don't know. I got it from the library or something. Hmm. I was like, after nine to five, I was like, God, Mark I Kudish. love Mark Kudish. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I've anyway, to it once or twice. She was amazing. She merch killed it. She killed, killed it. it. Ryan Redmond Ryan Tenderloin. Redmond. <laughs> Ryan Redmond Tenderloin is her. Also, name. I was like, all I could. I don't know, like Jen tweeted about like rehearsal the other day being like, Ryan Redmond's practicing her song from Tenderloin. And all I could think about was. Uh, and when Con and Green were writing a show about whores or oh, yeah. shit, I fucked those lyrics That's up. That's okay. It's from Title of Show. Right. <laughs> what is it? How does that song go? I don't remember. 
I was like real deep in the title of the show, and now it's in the back of my brain, and I have to Taking a it. chance to write a show about whores. Yeah. I think at Tenderline. one point, they, you know, come to turn to green and said, I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people. Yeah, that's a, something thing. like, well done, Emily. You figured it out. I'm sort of. Uh, I want to say a production of Tenderloin. Me too. It sounds Everyone like awful. talks a lot about Tenderloin, yeah. and I don't know that much about it. I know about what they said, um, but I need, I want like encores. I want encores. I mean, we talked about this like nonsense pre-showboat. Come on, encores. Like encores loves doing fucking shows from like the thirties and and I'm over Everybody's going to see what you do. Right. Like nobody is. It's all, I think encores, encores is slightly about the what show it is like when they every once in a while they pick in as you know they'll have like you know gentlemen gentlemen prefer blondes or something mm-hmm. like that or like when they did merrily and they were like oh i guess we should do this for two weeks mm-hmm. instead of one weekend or whatever yeah. but like for the most part like it's about casting because people right. love encores and they know encores does good work so it's really about That's, casting yeah. so pick better shows you have all of new york at your right. feet right. for casting right. And, like, um, it's just, I don't know, it's just dumb. It's dumb to be picking, like, Lady Be Good instead of picking, like, The Woman in White. I mean, that's a little too soon. But you know I what? Tenderloin. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know. Rags. Rags. <laughs> like, I think I think if, if Encores, like, announced their next season and their next season was, like, rags and, like, your arms too short to box with God and, like, Tenderloin, I think people would be, like, holy shit. Yeah. That sounds crazy. Sell out. out. Instead of like a show like Lady Be Good that like literally nobody's ever fucking heard of because it's that old and that unknown. I want to see Tommy Toon in the Your Arms Are Too Short to Box with God. Uh, I know I'm kidding. (laughs) Just like throw Tommy Toon into something else. Right, 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 right. Whatever. Revive. (laughs) What's that show? My one and only that he did with um, Twiggy? That sounds right. <laughs> I think it was with Twiggy or Olivia Newton-John. Uh, I forget. I have like the vinyl of it though. Also. Margot Seibert. Margot Seibert was in this show. Yes. It was she wonderful. Was great. Yeah. Sang a jazzy number. Yeah, it was funny. Jazzy Cole Simon Had a weird number. ending. It was hilarious. From, which one was that from? Home Again, Home Again, right? No clue. No. Don't remember. Lieutenant? No. Myths and hymns? No. The problem with these. Mm. <laughs> Wait, you know what? One of my fa- like the the program that you get at these concerts are a little confusing because it has like a list of the performers and the store people who are t- telling the story, and then it also has like a list of the shows. So you have to like piece it back together. But the thing that I love about these is that on the oh, back yeah. there's like everyone, and they're a little, they have like one sentence bios for everyone, and it only is relating to like. Um, Flop, flop, flop things. Yeah, so like appreciated music. This is what's so funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is the best one. Margot Seibert was in the out of town production of Scandalous when it was called Saving Amy. <gasps> Amazing. I in actually Seattle. Um, I don't remember. Okay. Oh, I think it was when she was when it was in Seattle. Mm. Um, and like this is my other favorite thing. Emily Skinner appeared in the original production of James Joyce's The Dead. Mm-hmm. It was Twiggy. Sorry. Also sideshow. I know. That's one of my, well, one of my favorite things is that like uh, in these consistently yeah. in these, like if you have, you know, some, like if Emily Skinner was like 
Wait, you could have like Carolee Carmelo there to sing from Scandalous and her sentence would be like, Carolee Carmelo was in Lestat. She could just be like, I'm Carolee Carmelo. That's, <laughs> that's in her bio. Carolee like Carmelo, C bio. <laughs> like, C credit. C, C everything I've ever done. C IVDB. Oh. I mean, besides Mama Mia. And the Adams family. <gasps> yeah, she was in that 1776 revival. She closed it out. Oh. Um, yeah, that's funny. Lauren what, Warsham, too. What would yours be? Me? Yeah. I saw Sideshow 15 times. That's a good one. What would yours be? Mine would be over a three-month period, I listened to the Catch Me If You Can recording an average of one and a half times a day. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't... God, I I mean, I'm, my... I'm, I like I, to think about that. Mine's like, I would be like, Emily, Emily Oakley saw... Nine to five the musical mm. ten times. Yeah. Emily Oakley saw Leap of Faith ten times. Emily Oakley saw Scandalous nine times. Emily Oakley saw Sideshow fifteen times. Maybe mine would be I saw Triassic Park four times. That's pretty funny. Because <laughs> it was only it only played like right. But it's not a, really a flop. It's it underappreciated. Just, all right, all right. Yeah, it, it is falls into that under or yeah. like I think underappreciated or also like not well known. Not well known. I was trying to think of a word for that. Obscure. Obscure. Yeah. It's a little more obscure. You should know Triassic Park. It's a genius. Oh, my God. Download the album. Oh, so Lindsay good. Nicole Chambers rapping. Alex Wise playing a lady dinosaur. Yeah. It's fucking genius. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y. And at Emily Faye Oakley. And find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater! theater.